Welcome to Tacky Freaks and Businesses, recorded live in the kitchen of the Personal Touch Career Services in Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maze to get the jobs they really love. In addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book out there. Almost the third edition is ready to be released called Get a Job Without Going Crazy, soon on Amazon, but you can get the second edition now. So my guest today is Ron Ben-Joseph. Hi, Ron. Hi, Donna. How's it going? Okay, now shut up. I got more to say. (laughs) (laughs) Our show's purpose is to explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X, millennials, and those to come after seek positions of leadership that still allow them to be themselves. Every show, we will explore a different topic related around business or job searching, And of course, we're going to talk about tattoos. Our sponsor is the Personal Touch Career Services, Denver's top-rated career coaching service. We focus on the practical tools for your job search, including resumes, LinkedIn profiles, job search coaching, and ongoing classes. Check out our ridiculously long website, personaltouchcareerservices.com. Once again, that's personaltouchcareerservices.com. Or, you know, you can just Google it. All right, Ron, so thanks for coming in today. I always appreciate getting a chance to see you. So uh, you've been a guest on the show before. So why don't you, for people who haven't had the pleasure, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I, so since I just want to say, since being on the show before, I have not gotten a new tattoo, and I'm very upset oh. about it. I know, it's so silly. It's so silly. As a mm. parent... I always prioritize everything else for my child, but like, I, I could have gotten a tattoo by now, and I didn't. So <sighs> I just want to apologize to you, Donna. Uh, I might forgive you once. All right. Thank you. Uh, so I'm a public speaking and video producer. I'm a public speaking coach and video producer. Um, this year it's been really cool. A lot of my clients are wanting a lot more of the media services and video. Uh, but I, either way, I work with clients on helping them articulate their message in a very clear way and delivering it in a super confident, powerful way as well. All right, great. And what we're going to talk about today is actually networking and how networking works. So I think most people I talk to get real intimidated by the whole thought of networking because they instantly go to the vision of like a massive after hours event where there's two or 300 people in the room and uh, they're just shoving business cards at each other, trying to make that next connection, and and that's not necessarily how networking really is. Yeah. So, how would you define networking? Well, yeah. So I used to teach it actually. Um, to, I had some the first networking event that I ever went to. I went to a luncheon. I was living in Chicago at the time, and I went to a luncheon for like the Chamber of Commerce. That's what I was told to do, right? The Chamber of Commerce, and it was great. I met a lot of great people. Um, and and the, the speaker, she was talking about the golden Rolodex at the time. Rolodex, for those of you young people, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was what we had before phones. But uh, so Rolodex, golden Rolodex was talking about your expanded network and all the people you know and all the people they know and the people they know and so on and so forth. But she said this thing that really stuck with me about networking. She said, uh, you don't plant a carrot when you're hungry. Mm. You plant it in advance so that when you're hungry – there's a carrot there, you take it, you can eat it. To me, networking is the same principle. The, the idea is that you're creating a community by building relationships of people that are like-minded, that are in line with what your mission as a business is or as a professional is, uh, and that you could just help each other out. So I always teach people to go in 
to a networking scenario with a, a mindset of, okay, I'm here to help one person. Mm-hmm. Come in knowing that you can help versus uh, going, going, like going to a networking event. And this happens a lot of times. Uh, and we, we, we've all seen people that do this. You know, you know they're out to like poach clients or, yeah. or get like something for themselves, right? Yeah. That's not interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. I can always think of uh, some professional associations I'm a part of. I do like the monthly member luncheon and there's like 10 or 12 people around the table and there's always some vendor in there. And he's all like, my boss showed me, told me to show up so that we can get the most maximum return on our investment for this meeting. And they're like, it's like, okay, go eat the shrimp and enjoy that because I'm not going to refer anybody to you because you're just like obviously hounding me for being this type of contact. You want me to be an HR director who is buying X amount service. And if I'm not that, I'm dead to you. I'm just chopped liver. And I'm like, that's not what networking is about. It's about the relationship side. I've been to so many events to that point. I've been to so many events where – you know, I get people talking about themselves, and they love it, and they're like, "Yeah, blah blah blah." I'm a, I don't, I don't want to be rude to any you know business, but like, so, you know, I do this, this, and that. And I'm really good at this and this and that. And then they go, "What about you?" And I tell them, you know, I'm a communication coach, and they just look at me like. <laughs> and for those of you who know, I just stared blankly at Donna's face, like, like what? what? I, you, and the, you know, you see them accessing their database of importance and priorities, and they go, "You are," and like you see them doing the math, they're like. You're not a priority. You're not important to me. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And then they just go, yeah. yeah. And then they walk away or something. And it's so rude because you don't know. You don't know. Like, I, So, yes, I'm a coach, but think about who I'm coaching, right? You don't know who I'm coaching. I'm coaching potentially all your clients. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't do that math. Don't. But, but, but they're, they're going in with such a, a mentality of um, what can someone do for me? What can someone do for me? Yeah. Networking, we're taught, like, what can you do for someone else? Right. That's how you build that relationship. Come in with value. Bring something of value. Um, you, you and I actually met at a networking event. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And uh, so this is actually kind of funny because the whole scenario of, like, how we met is I used to get networking anxiety really bad. I would say in this past year really is when I've become, so to speak, born-again networker. Because, number one, I don't do good in large group situations because I have a hearing problem. I don't hear well. I've got a lot of tinnitus. So if there's a lot of background noise and just shoving the business cards, I'm not going to do well in that situation. I also... uh, I know I come across super extroverted, but whenever I walk into a social situation that I'm not sure about, my default is either one of two things. I'm either going to be the center of attention, like the class clown, or I'm going to be the wallflower and not interact with anybody. So then a lot of times networking has to be somewhere in between there, especially when I'm going to events that I don't know a lot of people, right? And then the other thing is I don't like doing happy hours. You know, I don't drink. And, I, you know, it's not like I'm tempted in a bar or anything like that. But, you know, after an hour, hour and a half at a happy hour, I'm seeing the effects of alcohol on everybody else. And it's like, yeah, I'm out. Right. Right. So where we met, it was actually. A happy hour. It was a happy hour. And and, 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 (laughs) But it was a smaller group. Yeah. So I already knew that my sweet spot for networking and I encourage this for anybody, find your sweet spot. So if it's like 10 to 30 people, that's kind of ideal for me. That's manageable. 
and I don't feel too awkward. But so I was trying to get to this thing and it was in a part of Denver I wasn't sure about. I got lost on the way down there. I'm fighting rush hour traffic the whole way. I'm in like this horrible bitchy mood and I'm like, I almost bailed. I almost bailed. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come in there with the mentality of I'm going to meet just one person. Right. Right. And that's the mentality. I mean, that's yeah. A, and, yeah. And who knows? Maybe meeting this one person is going to change the rest of my life. And so then they were doing speed networking at that particular event and met you. I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> who do you think I was? I didn't know this. <laughs> I thought you were this other speaker that had been at the Sherm conference in January. And oh, right. I was, yeah. I was at the conference in May. Yeah. And you, and, okay, yes. Yeah. I was all like, oh, yeah, you spoke twice. You spoke in May and you spoke in January. And you're like, I wasn't there in January. I had to cancel. I'm like, oh, no, you were. <laughs> <laughs> was I? Because <laughs> I was so adamant about it. Because I also have horrible facial recognition. <laughs> it's not only at this event where i met you i'm like oh yeah i know you from january it was the next two meetings we had in person at my office (laughs) i thought you were that guy really (laughs) yes you know who i am now though right? i know who you are now yes for the listeners we've done we've done what two (laughs) or three comedy shows now two comedy shows yeah so we've already done i've gotten donna on stage doing stand-up comedy twice now Killing it, doing awesome. So now you hopefully remember because you had to sit. Unfortunately, you had to sit and watch me for like two hours. <laughs> it's okay. I like before. your act. Right. So thank you so much, Dad. It's a good act. <laughs> uh, to, yeah. So, and I, I ended up leaving a little bit early. No, actually, I did stay late because I like took leftovers home from the food. <laughs> <laughs> you stayed later than I did. I like yeah. I once I meet like once I met you, I was done. I was like, I just want to work with her. That's cool. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how I do it. And so, you know, I was walking back to my car and I had that whole different experience and it was just because of my mentality going in. And I didn't feel that pressure of, oh, I need to gather 50 business cards and follow up with them and all the rest of that. And it was that that one person. And then um, you gave me a free coaching session after that. And it was like this huge breakthrough on my book and turned into developing it into keynote material and then we started working on the whole comedy side stuff yeah and it's like literally you never know when you're going to meet that one person who's going to change your life and you booked a keynote right i've done a couple yeah i mean come on yeah come on don but you know but Mm -hmm. i i uh i've been i've been living in colorado for almost four years now like exactly almost four years, and so I hate. I, I'm gonna like. I'm gonna own this. I was gonna say I hate, but I'm gonna own this. Like mindset. Mindset is huge, mm-hmm. right? Like so, a lot of coaches and trainers will talk about. And I, I don't know if I talked about this last time last year, but about comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know anybody's who anybody who's like super super comfortable and happy to go to a networking event because people that are extroverted, I find they love parties, right? I'm not. I don't love parties. I hate parties. Because the thing that I like about networking events, I can't use at parties. My favorite thing, and I, I know there's some people think it's not a good thing to say, but like I love, I love going to a networking event. And going, what do you do? Because I'm so curious what people do. Like, how do mm-hmm. they make their living? Mm-hmm. Like, what? How do they figure out their passion? I'm so curious about that. But at a party, I have no idea what to say to anyone. So like, I'm so anxious at parties. I can't stand it. I, I, I I'm. If you invited me today, today's Tuesday when we're recording this. It's Tuesday. If you invited me for a party, 
uh, that's on Saturday, I'd be freaking out until Saturday. Yeah. Looking for an excuse not to go. And like I know, it, like you said, you don't like to go party, so I feel comfortable sharing that with you because we're not going to go to a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless but, it's for me. Right. Yeah. For your birthday party, as long as it's Star Wars themed, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, with, but a lot of coaches talk about comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Go to a networking event. Get out of your comfort zone. I don't, I don't prescribe to that philosophy of get out of your comfort zone. I think those people are pretty comfortable in their comfort zone mm-hmm. or in their uncomfort zone, however they want to say it. But like I would say like Tony Robbins, uh, is, in my opinion, is more comfortable jumping out of an airplane than he is not jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. Right? Like if he was if he was really sitting in his discomfort, he would gain 50 pounds and sit on the couch and watch TV. It, but he that's not that doesn't that's uncomfortable for him thinking yeah. about that. He has to go out and do and prove and create things, right? Right. So uh, the, with the networking event, I go work within your comfort zone, right? So if you know like you're saying like there's a niche, there's like a sweet spot, 10 to 30 people. Find events that do that. Find events where you know your people are going to be at. I used to, I made the mistake so many times about just going to any networking event and my people weren't there and I felt gross. But when I started working within my comfort zone, going, okay, I know that I need to make one-on-one connections. That's where I feel like I'm most confident and most successful. So I, you know, if you can in advance, like look at who's going to be at the event. Um, like on Meetup, they do a good job of that where you mm-hmm. can see who signed up and yeah. you can look. I wish, I wish with Meetup that there would be a connection to their website, like a link to their website so you could get more information. Um, but find out who's going to be there and then go, okay, are these my people? Are mm-hmm. these the people I want to be working with? Um, if you're into working with people that are broke and not ambitious, great. Like, there's lots of those networking <laughs> events, you know? Um, or people yeah. that are just honestly going to a networking event to meet someone to take home that night, great after hours. Yeah. <laughs> those networking events are mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to to help people and to really share your greatness in a way that impacts others, be very strategic and work within your comfort zone and then go as long as you're comfortable. I I know that sounds crazy. No, stay until you meet 20 people. No, I don't agree with that. I think mindset, like again, like the Colorado thing, mindset. Mindset is I want to meet one person. I want to make one new friend tonight or I want to make one new contact that I could maybe introduce to my network or refer others to. Yeah. Or, you know what, yeah, you know what, if I can help, if, if, if I can go coach someone or if I can do a video, great, that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? I always leave after that person. Yeah. And sometimes I'm lucky and I'll start walking out after that person and I'll meet another person because mm-hmm. my mind is, is already open and I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about the experience and I'm like more confident because, right? So that's that's my whole thing about working with the internet, uh, within your comfort zone. Right. And I think it's real important to have that escape plan. Yeah. And give yourself permission to have the escape plan. You know, that's a big coping mechanism and a a lot of things that I'm involved with, you know, like the nonprofit thing like that. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. If this is not working for you, if it freaking sucks and you hate it, don't stay and just hate it more and more because that's just going to, you know, taint your whole impression of the next event you want to go to. And nobody wants taint on their event. No. <laughs> nobody wants taint anywhere. <laughs> Some people maybe are into it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it's, to that point, yeah, like we – but, again, the, you know, I feel like we, people put so much pressure on us with networking. And I don't know who these, like, insane extreme extroverts are that, like, are so good at everything about networking events. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's right. Like, like if – get it's okay to leave. Mm-hmm. You're, you are an adult. Like, it's okay to protect yourself. Because, honestly, I think, like, 
once you work through that initial fear of I'm going to go and nobody's going to talk to me. It's going to be like eighth grade, you know, like an mm-hmm. eighth grade dance or something. Yeah. Get over that. Once you're in the room, there are people there that have the same fears as you do. And I know very few people that love networking events. But you're right there. Find a person that you can help. So I always say, like, you know, if you see someone by themselves, go up to that person. I I caution people from, like, if you see two people talking, don't interject. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Like, don't go in the, in the middle and go, hey, what are you talking about? Yeah. I've had people that have, do that, and it's awful. But if you see someone's kind of straggling or not talking to someone else, great. Um, a big thing that, that I'm... <laughs> it's like you're like a lion. I'm looking for the weak one in the pack. I'm going to take him down. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but aren't you though in a way like i always feel like i'm the weak one mm-hmm. so i'm like at least i'll connect with another weak one and then together we'll, we'll create a super group <laughs> one trick that i've found has been helping me a lot is getting involved in the association itself yeah. so i've been and around deep, yeah. mile high sherm for a couple of years now and I only kind of committed to it in the last few months and one of the tricks that i'm finding works well for me and I've been applying it to other events as well, is if I meet somebody, I'm gonna see if I can introduce them to somebody else at the event. And then I don't have the pressure in coming up with all the small talk and all the rest of these things. So it's more a matter of, hey, you met this, I did a podcast of this person over here and you're looking to break into this side of the thing, you guys should connect and talk. And then it's not about me. And that is again going into the reinforcing building the professional relationships and increasing value for everybody else around you you bring up such a good point especially for introverts that like uh, for us introverts you know it's like it's like in that setting like you both said like put me on stage i'm in heaven Mm -hmm. put me in a party i want to rip my eyes out like networking event is kind of the middle um but Mm -hmm. yeah like if you if you come in and you make it about the other person Let's say, assuming that the other person is just as nervous, but if you direct them, if you interview them, if you kind of not not to make it formal like a formal interview, but if you um, if you take the spotlight off of you, I think that's huge. Like mm-hmm. that that makes it so much more bearable, and then in turn they like it more, mm-hmm. right? Like there was um at that at that same networking event that I, that first networking event that I went to, she told me the story or told us the story. And it stuck with me. There was a guy um, that he was a therapist. He had just done a big presentation, like performed for like hundreds and gave this big thing. And he was exhausted. And he gets on the flight and he's sitting in first class. And there's a dude sits next to him. And and the guy, the, the therapist is exhausted. Like his voice is fried. He's just like out of it. The guy next to him finds out that he's a therapist. And he goes, oh my gosh, let me tell you. It was a two-hour uh, flight. Uh, Talks his ear off the whole time. And the yeah. therapist is going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Doesn't say anything. They get off the, the plane. The guy goes, please. The, gives him the, the guy gives the therapist his card and goes, please. I, I have to work with you. Please call me. Let's set something up. I want to. And it was a long term client. And and he said he's like, you're the best therapist ever. Yeah. Got didn't say a word. Yeah. People love to talk about themselves. It's the number one thing people love to talk about, right? So, find someone that, you know, you find interesting and let them talk about themselves. Take the pressure off of you. They will view you as a solution to their problem because. You're letting them talk. You're letting them work out their stuff. Thereby, you've helped someone. You've gone to networking. You've actually helped someone. So I think that's, that's you know, to your point, like taking the spotlight off can actually be a great tool to maneuver a networking event and to put you in charge and put you in power. Yeah, but I do have to warn people around Denver area, Colorado specifically, uh, multi-level marketing. Oh. 
Is that only? Is that a thing only here? I don't know. I don't no, know. I, I have... that was it was 2015. We left. Like it was everybody was doing that. I don't. Really There's names, tons but... of that here. So that is one of the things I do caution people about. And man, you want to talk about my my poor facial recognition hitting me. It's like every time I go to um, this association, there's a gal there. She's super friendly to me and everything, and because I never recognize her, I'm all like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I talk to her, and then she obviously knows who I am, but I have, like, no clue who she is. And then she hands me her card again. I'm like, oh, damn it. It's Legal Shield. I just spent 15 minutes talking to the Legal Shield lady again. Again. For me, like the Juice Plus ones, because uh, and I'm sure they're a great product. Like I'm sure it works. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's awesome. I know people that make so much money at it. But Juice Plus, because I, I I like to work with wellness coaches and and mm-hmm. therapists and and trainers also, and uh, and so they're like, yeah, and they introduce themselves as as wellness coaches. Yeah. And I'm like, oh great. I'm like, I want to talk to you. And then an hour in, they're like, yeah. And I I represent this company, and it's a great thing. And do you you know do you eat vegetables? I'm like, yes, I eat vegetables and fruit. Thank you very much. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, there goes an hour. Yeah. <laughs> or ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. So I think MLMs. That the point is that ah. Yeah, there is a point of your experience where you just end up exit plans. Yep. You got to have exit plans for conversations too. Yeah. When I when I used to teach it, we used to talk about um, how. You're actually not doing someone a service if you don't connect with them, and that's okay. Yeah. You, you 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 don't you don't date every person you lock eyes with, right? What? <laughs> I, well, some <laughs> that, of us don't. Well, no, I, I guess I had a wrong goal back in my life, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, Donna, I walked with you down the street last week. It took ah! <laughs> <laughs> having to wait. <laughs> it's okay. They got a name for that now. It's called polyamorous. I'm kidding, <laughs> Ryan, my ho- darling husband. This is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ryan. <laughs> I met Ryan. He can handle it. He's, yeah. like, he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Works by me. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan's awesome. Um, but uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Uh, we're talking about uh, not connecting with somebody. Not connecting. Yeah. yeah. So actually, it, it doesn't do you service to um, to keep talking to someone that you don't bond with. If, if you don't gel, like move on. Like, thank you so much. You know what? I just have to, I'm sorry, I just have to check with something over there or create like an out, like you said, like, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I have to make a phone call real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just, it, it don't I have a mighty it. need to go to the bathroom, excuse me. And then they won't question that one, right. <laughs> especially if you say it like that. I am so sorry, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I have a mighty need. <laughs> a mighty need is blowing. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... There are other forms of networking that I think is important too. You know, so beyond for, that, for we've got to. For example, gotta, I, can I, can yeah. I plug something? Sure. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, my wife is creating a online community for women that is super supportive, that is much more supportive based than it is like old school networking based. Nice. It's called Honey and Hive. Okay. Um, I think it's honeyandhive.com. Uh, but uh, yeah, so she is creating an online community for uh, uh solopreneurs female solopreneurs and and, uh just any kind of female that uh, professional that needs to network that is sick of going to these in theater we call cattle calls you know Mm -hmm. these like big like rooms with people where you don't know come from going you're overwhelmed and this is an environment where it's more than a face group it's facebook group it's 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 a place where people can just like share and support and you have to be positive whereas a lot of the facebook groups now have become like these like 
kind of like bitching fests, yeah. you know, where people are just bitching. They're just like, ah, oh, FML, and mm-hmm. you know, and people are like, no, you shouldn't say that, and then they fight. And, no, um, I think Endgame is not a good is, is not as good as Infinity War. Well, nah. I hate you, and your right. politics are stupid, and right. right, like that's what that social media has become. So th- the point is that people are, I think, moving forward now and creating newer opportunities. Um, I still think link- LinkedIn is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried a new LinkedIn strategy yesterday, working with my coach, and it's already I have like two meetings set up. It's a beautiful thing. So good deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> if you're in the professional arena or the job searching thing, I'm a LinkedIn expert, and it's important to recognize that that is networking. Just because you're not forcing yourself to go to the after hours event doesn't mean it's less valued. In many ways, it's more valued. It's more targeted, right? Yeah, I've been to conferences across the country and people go up to me and they go, I know you from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where do I know you from? And I go, LinkedIn. And they go, oh yeah, yeah, that's where it is. And because I have like 4,500 followers or something. That's what's up. Yeah, and there's more people there than I know in like real life. Right. And it's an important part to connect. And especially if you're trying to network your way into an industry that you don't know, it becomes extremely valuable. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Best network. Not only that, I like to do social media warm-ups. So you know you're going to an event. You know this person's mm-hmm. part of this association. Mm-hmm. You introduce yourself there. And it's like businesses do this all the time at conferences. That's what they do. They set up meetings to have with people in yeah, the downtimes in the conference so that they get the maximum value out of that. Yeah. And you can take the same philosophy when it goes to meeting people. And, that, and you know, it's like so funny. Like, I wish that I had known to do that when I was looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a uh, college instructor, and so I wish I had known to go to conferences um, whereas my friends, when I finished graduate school, they all went to conferences and they presented or they volunteered or whatever, and they had job offers. Mm-hmm. And I was just applying online at the time. You know, it was, just, it was like, I wish I had known to go to conferences. That's like the biggest thing. I, I think it's such a great place to network because you can set up meetings and, mm-hmm. and you can find out the roster of people who's going to be there and email them directly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, hindsight. Yeah. Hindsight. So anyways, there's also... Um, the whole idea that we need to leverage our network. And one of the things I think is impressive with you, Ron, is that I'm always like, do you know anybody who does this? And you're like, oh yeah, I know this person. I know that person. And you're really good at making those connections. Whereas I'm like a blank slate because I never remember faces or names or (laughs) anything. I can't connect anyone. (laughs) How sad, right? (laughs) I know that that this podcast is depressing me. I'm like, no facial recognition. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's okay. It does get awkward at moments, but. <laughs> no, I, I was, you know, I thank you for saying that because I always wish I did better at it. Like, I know there's, I, I, I'm now, uh, I've been in, in this form of my company or my business for two years now. And um, I think like now I have, I have people that are like amazing resources that are just pillars of connections. And um, there's like two, two amazing women that I that I work with and they're they just so connected they are so popular mm-hmm. and so then I feel popular because I'm piggybacking on them you know like um so I'm like oh well I immediately email one of them and they go oh yeah here's a virtual assistant or here's a a chiropractor or whatever you know mm-hmm. um yeah so thank you for saying that but I'm I, I feel like I'm just a conduit I'm not the I'm not the source yeah well one of the things I encourage people to do because they ask me all the time do you know recruiters do you know people in this space I'm like Search through my LinkedIn contacts. Yeah. 
And I'm very sincere about that. And very few people take me up on it. And it's like, yeah, tap me and say, do I know X person, Y person, Z person? Because, like, I have some people who are just followers. They just like what I write, and I don't actually know them. But if I genuinely know them, I will make an introduction on their behalf. And that carries a lot of weight. So why are people not doing that? I think it's, number one, they don't understand that you can search through people's contacts on LinkedIn. If you want to know how to do that, contact me. It's a longer conversation than we have time for right now. And they turned it off for a while, but it's, right. it got turned back on. So it so is active. I didn't active. know that. I forgot about it. Yeah. So thank you. This is huge. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I forgot about that. Well, especially yeah. when they turned it off and it right. wasn't working. And then right. enough people like me complained. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess we better get that back. Yeah. So, but you're right. An invitation. My dad always said uh, about entrepreneurship. He was an entrepreneur for many years. I mean, still is an entrepreneur. And uh, he said, um, he's like, the best case scenario for an entrepreneur is you go from, he, he said it and then he retracted. He's like, he's like, the ideal would be you go from a corporate job where you're super successful and then you go out on your own and you know all these people. But then mm-hmm. he's like, but then every friend that I've had that left like, Big like Motorola, like big corporations. When they went out on their own, nobody returned their phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't, you don't, you're dead to me. You're dead to me, yeah. right? You, you don't have that thing. Whereas, whereas when someone else can make that introduction, all of a sudden the seas part wide open, you know. And mm-hmm. um, th- so I met I met someone. The, the, one of the one of the women that I met that that has been so helpful for me. It's incredible. Um, I met her randomly through someone from LinkedIn. Really good guy. We, we, we met up for coffee at one point, like spoke, had a great conversation. He goes, you know, I need to, I need to introduce you to her. This this content, I mean, like, it's random. I, I haven't spoken to him since. That was, like, mm-hmm. that was maybe a year and a half ago. Since meeting her, started working with her, collaborating with her. I can pick up phones now where she goes, hey, email this person, email that person. And it's not even sales at this point. It's just like, hey, do you want to do this thing? They're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's start next week. Here's my, yeah. here's, here's, send me an invoice. You know, mm-hmm. when you have that, that, and that's what, that's what bringing it back to that carrot from before it. That when to, to, when you have that carrot when you're not hungry, when you plant, I'm sorry, when you plant the carrot when you're not hungry, having that, having a network of people that you do good by. I don't know if that's grammatically correct, but mm-hmm. that you support and you help and you make their lives good on a day to day basis. They. Mm-hmm are then that much more inclined to help you and introduce you to their network and their network, networks, network, network. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So the idea is to like always be a good person, uh, period, but also like always be a good person to your network. So a big part of networking too, I learned last year, um, there's a, Elise Bloom is a networking coach in town. Mm-hmm. She has a, a meetup that's really good, Inspired 5280, I think it's called. Okay. So I went, so she's awesome. Uh, we work together and uh she in one of the meetups she she talked about how like it was like november december i forget which what month it was but i went to the meetup and she's like um at this time of year don't worry about new contracts don't worry about new connections worry about going back through your old network mm-hmm. and all the people you've worked with and all the people you know and just send them a really nice email checking in on them seeing how they're doing right that blew my mind i did that and then one thing led to another and someone said hey i got someone for you i got to mm-hmm. connect you with but that that's another part. Like, we, we worry so much about our future network and about meeting new clients and new people and new prospects and all these things. If you just come from that place of being a good person and wanting to help others, go take take a, a week out of the month, I think, and just connect with 
like old clients too or old net people in your yep. network or friends that you haven't seen in a while and just hey how's it going just check in literally come from a place of generally caring check mm-hmm. in on them and then yeah no this is what i'm doing now and this is how i help other people and then hopefully that's a referral system too right yeah because the idea is that we're all gonna have referrals right? yeah and that's what i do to all my job seekers too on a monthly basis you got to tap your network on the shoulder yeah hey. and touch base yep all right so now it's time for my favorite part of the show where we get to talk about the tattoo of the day yeah so you're out because you don't have a new one I know. it's embarrassing can i tell you about the one i want Sure, There's and then I'll go into the one I want. Oh, no, here, you start. I'm sorry, it's your show. Okay, so since this is being recorded in April 30th, 2019, I'm really super psyched about this such an important social commentary movie coming out. I know, it, it's. I'm just to the roof. I can't wait. Detective Pikachu. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That is the movie that's going to end all movies. I know. It even has Mewtwo in it. Come on. You got to see Pikachu fight Mewtwo. My God. I mean, <laughs> Endgame, as of this recording, Avengers Endgame has done $1.2 billion. Oh, I'm sure Detective Pikachu oh. is going to crush that. I think it's going to be 7 billion. <laughs> yeah. Domestic. Domestic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm going to take one of my older tattoos. Um, it's like a kind of like a bear paw and see about putting a frame on it and get a Bulbasaur and a Pikachu on there. And it's like, I'm kind of going through some challenging stuff in my personal life. So uh, one of the things I do is um, I like to have tattoos that mean something or I earn them in some way. So it gives me something to look forward to, even though it's kind of ridiculous. And No, no, yeah. this is my question. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my Israeli's coming out. No, no, no. My question to you is that, do you do it? Do you get... The tattoo that signifies the, the struggle or the aftermath, or whatever, do you get it while you're still in the thick of the drama, or do you get it after the fact? kind of depends on when I need it. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been, the, the one, I, there's two that I'm dying to get, or three rather. One is, um, uh, I'm, I'm pointing my back here. Yeah. Uh, back, <laughs> like, back, uh, I thought you had an itch. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. I was like. I love when I meet doctors. I'm like, can you take a look at this? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, I thought, uh, like, a phoenix on my back or yeah. on my shoulder. And, and I'm like, well, I should probably wait until after, like, after whatever I'm going through to do that. And I was mm-hmm. like, but then I'm like, no, but then it's like a reminder. This is how my press. I'm like, it's a reminder of, like, the struggle and the pain. And, yeah, it's a symbol that one. So I was like, okay, well, I'll get a, I'll get a uh, yin-yang on my wrist. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I'm like, balance. But I'm not always balanced. And, like, then it's like, the anxiety in me goes, now you have to be calm and balanced. But so, that's not what even what a yin-yang means, you know. What is it? What does it mean? Okay, so common misconception about that symbol is that it's just the static, you know, good and evil, static. and we all have good and evil in us. It's actually it's a process of metamorphosis. So the small white dot in the black is, is growing, well, the black one and the white is shrinking, and then they're switching places. So oh, it's a, it. yeah, that's why it's flowing into itself like that is because that's what it's supposed to mean. It's it's not a static state of balance. It's a recognition that life is a constant changing force, and we're striving to find the balance within it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, great tattoo for like, oh, I'm in the weeds and stuff. It's like if you see koi tattoos. You know, the fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if the fish is swimming upstream, it's meant to give strength as you're going through a challenging situation. 
If it's swimming downstream, this is you've succeeded and overcome that challenge. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. See, so what I'm, I think, what I've decided since those two, like, I'm like not sure about what I'm gonna do is, um, I'm gonna get a Kermit the Frog, <laughs> Kermit the Frog, wearing uh, Rocky Balboa sweat sweatsuit, like with the yeah, the, with the like the um, ski hat or whatever, the, you know, like the and like the sweats, and then uh, with a lightsaber in one hand, the sort of gray skull in the other hand, yeah. And a microphone <laughs> on the stand <laughs> right in front of him. There you go. That's so, epic. I know. People say it's too much. Nah, <laughs> it's never too much. Never too much. I might just get the sort of gray skull and call it a day. But uh, yeah. <laughs> my daughter's obsessed with He-Man. My daughter's three years old. Yeah. Obsessed with He-Man. Loves He-Man. She plays with my old action figures. Um, and she's always like, you be you be Skeletor, do a Skeletor. And I'm like, okay, yes, <laughs> And she's like, she's like, skull brain. Yeah. True <laughs> story. Yeah. Anyway. So I got one quick joke for you and then before we wrap it up. So um, before uh, Black Panther came out, my grandson, who was six at the time, was super, super into Black Panther. Totally his favorite character. But that was just from the commercials. He hadn't seen the movie yet. So we're running around on the playground one day. And he's got me on the playground equipment and stuff like that. And he goes, I am Black Panther, and you are... He doesn't know any character names, so he's like, you are Black Woman! I'm like, oh my god! Because there's one black woman in a park in Denver. (laughs) You know, thank god she was on the phone at the moment. (laughs) But then he's like, no, 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 that doesn't sound right. He goes, you're Black Panther Woman. (laughs) So. I, uh, I'm from Chicago, so that has it's been an adjustment. It's an yeah. adjustment for me. Uh, with, <laughs> yeah, we, have, we, we don't have the same level of diversity around here. No, I've noticed that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for tuning in today. Once again, Ron, give us your contact information. What? I don't know these people. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, uh, my website is artfulspeaking.com, artfulspeaking.com, and you can just email me through the website uh, if you are looking to do a presentation or if you have a business and you want to uh, use some video to promote yourself more. Okay, great. And, uh, of course, my name is Donna Shannon with Personal Touch Career Services. I'm still entertaining Pikachu ideas, so if you've got an awesome Pikachu or a Bulbasaur tattoo, send it to me. I want to see it. And uh, as always, my producer reminds me, if you like the show, give us a like, give us a little love, uh, write us a nice comment, uh, follow us, you know, on all your favorite forms of podcasts. If you got something mean to say, keep it to yourself unless you want me to destroy you. And I shall talk to you next time. Bye, y'all.